to another episode of Graduate Interrupted. In two short weeks, it's going to be Halloween. So I thought I would do a Halloween special on my podcast because it's my favorite holiday and it deserves its own podcast. I know it's a little bit out of the ordinary of what this podcast covers and it doesn't have much to do with college or graduating or careers or anything but since it is my favorite holiday I had to shout it out and I really wanted to do a Halloween special where I literally just talk about Halloween movies like uh, tv episodes my little Halloween traditions and things that I do every year for Halloween since it is such a passion of mine I am the person who breaks out the Uggs pumpkin spice sweaters decorations September 1st so unfortunately I am going to make that everybody's problem this year um and force you to listen to me rant about Halloween for like 30 minutes the first thing I wanted to talk about was Halloween movies and I know some people are literally going to come for me because I am not a horror movie person when I say Halloween movie it's more like cute Halloween nostalgia fall vibes and you know like dress like just the kid Halloween shows and movies because that's what I grew up watching I never sat down and watched a horror movie until I was like probably like 15 years old so it's just not my life I've never really seen most of them I literally just saw Scream for the first time last night um and it was really good actually I like that one I think as I get older I can stomach horror movies but as a kid I was just really scared of them uh I still can't watch them alone but I find them interesting I just don't they're not really Halloween for me like I understand they are a quintessential aspect of Halloween is the slasher films the horror films it's like you know tradition Um, so yeah, let me tell you about my favorite Halloween movies that I watched as a kid, starting with Halloween Town. Every year I watch the entire, uh, series of Halloween Town movies. There's the Halloween Town original, Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town High, and then Hollow, um, oh, I don't even know what, Return to Halloween Town, that's what it is, where she like goes to college. So I watch those every single year, every single one. Those are my childhood staples of Halloween. They remind me of being a kid. They just have this Disney magical feel about them. They're just like, they're so cheesy because they're decoms, but they're still so good. And they just put me in the Halloween mood and I love it. Especially the last one, Return to um, Halloween Town. That one was one of my favorite movies growing up that I would just watch on repeat no matter what time of year it was. I would go to my dad's office on Sundays and I had one of those like old mobile DVD players that you would like put the DVD in and it would play on like a little screen. And I remember I had Return to Halloween Town. I don't even know what the other movies were. I just know that Return to Halloween Town was every like month I was watching that movie so it's like ingrained in my DNA at this point. So Halloween Town, it's a staple. It's my favorite way to kick off the year. And it's Disney, which just makes it that much better. Speaking of Disney, Nightmare Before Christmas is another movie that I love to kick off the season with. It's, again, quintessential Halloween kid movie. It's like scary, so it gives kind of like... See, I don't like scary. I like more spooky. It gives spooky vibes. 
where it's a little creepy, but it's still kid-friendly. That's kind of where I lay on the Halloween horror scale. Um, not that, like, Nightmare Before Christmas is the scariest I can watch. It's not. But, when, like, when I am choosing a Halloween movie, I'm not going to sit there and choose, like, Friday the 13th or Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Um, I'm going to choose Halloween Town and Nightmare Before Christmas. It's I used to have a huge crush on Jack Skellington growing up. He was, like, one of my favorite characters of all time. I had T-shirts and jackets, and I, ew, I had those, like, I didn't wear them, so, like, don't get this twisted. I had these fingerless gloves that were, like, black and white striped with Jack Skellington's face on them, and I only wore them around Halloween. Like I said, don't get it twisted. I was not the fingerless glove girl, but that just goes to show. I would never wear those unless they had Jack Skellington on them, and I loved him, and the soundtrack to Nightmare Before Christmas, again, is just perfect to blast for the season to get ready. It's such a singable soundtrack and it's so distinct and it also ties in with I was going to talk about later on different theme parks and what they offer that I like to go to if you go to Disneyland during Halloween time and Christmas time it transforms to um the Nightmare Before Christmas version and that's another just staple of the childhood and it's so perfect and I just love it everybody loves it you know what I mean it's just one of those classic movies Another one that I just watched for the first time two years ago. I think it came out two years ago. The first time I watched it, I wasn't really impressed because I didn't watch it all the way through because I didn't really give it a chance. And then last year, I watched it again, and I watched it all the way through, and I loved it. And that is Hubie Halloween. This is why I didn't like it the first time. I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan. I think his comedy is kind of stupid and like slapstick banana peel humor and I don't find that funny. Okay, it's like ableist. This movie, like the, the I don't know, it's like, it's not an accent, it's like a speech impediment that he gives this character to make him sound stupid. I just find that a little insulting. It's a little, you're pretending to be stupid so you're giving yourself a speech impediment to make you sound like somebody who has some sort of neurodevelopmental disorder or learning disability or something. And so that part I couldn't get past in the beginning, and that's just very Adam Sandler. But if you can get past his character, honestly, the rest of the cast is great. They have a lot of iconic um, actors in it. it, and it's such a Halloween movie. Like everything is decorated, like totally decked out in Halloween decorations. The colors are very like orange and red and yellow and candy corn type vibes. And it's just very, very Halloween. And that's why I like it because you put that on in the background and just the scenery, the the settings, um, and just the whole vibe of the movie is very Halloween. And if you can get past Adam Sandler, the other actors and actresses are amazing and they have a lot of great people acting in there. And the story is okay. It's pretty good if you, once again, can just set Adam Sandler aside. It's a good movie. And I haven't watched it yet this year, but I am looking forward to it. I watched it on Halloween last year, um, and it was great. I literally spent a Halloween by myself last year, uh, mainly because I was in UCSB, and Halloween gets shut down there. Like, there's police literally walking up and down the streets. There's a noise ordinance that if you have any music or, like, noise in your 
apartment or house past 6 p.m you like get a fine of like 500 dollars. so there's no parties or anything to do around there on halloween and none of my friends were doing anything because i think it was like a sunday night and people were working and it just didn't work out so i literally just spent it by myself and i made like those little pumpkin cookies pillsbury cookies and i've turned on hubie halloween i had a great time so i don't know that's maybe what i'm gonna do this year maybe it'll become my new tradition is that i watch it on halloween while making cookies that's my new thing next thing i have is very very childhood very much for kids very much do not watch this with your friends mickey's house of villains and i only include this because it it has that nostalgia factor for myself and it's cute for kids. If you have kids that you're entertaining in the Halloween season, it's super cute. I love it, mainly just because I grew up with it. I love Halloween and I love Disneyland. So it kind of encompasses all my favorite things. But it's very, um, I couldn't get through it. I literally, because I bought it a few years back. So I watch it every year just to put it on and have it on. It's more of like a put it on in the background kind of deal now. But it's hard to get through because it is like just like a kid cartoon movie. Um, I just like it because it does fill fill me with that serotonin, you know, from childhood. But I wouldn't recommend it if you're like just watching a movie by yourself or with your friends. But if you have kids, I recommend it. And then the last thing, I guess this is transitioning us into the Halloween TV episodes or Halloween specials. Halloween baking shows those are so fun to watch i literally will just put them on because i have the live hulu and i know they have them on hulu as well that's not live it's uploaded that you can stream but they usually have them playing on like the cooking channel or whatever those channels are called um the great halloween bake-off or halloween baking championships or whatever i just think it's so fun there is something about baking and halloween that just go hand in hand together and so watching people make little like pumpkin cupcakes and spooky little cookies are so it's so fun i just love having a lot of this stuff is just background like i said i don't sit down and actually watch it but having like a halloween baking show in the background of whatever i'm doing i love it 10 out of 10 recommend so for Halloween episodes of specific TV shows, of course, I'm going to shout out Supernatural and their Halloween episode. Is there only one? I know it's like the great, it's the great pumpkin Sam Winchester or whatever, and it's in the like second or third season. It's the one with Ashley Benson in it, and she's like bobbing for apples and freaking Sam Hain raising from the dead. Again, you got to watch the Halloween episode. I'm rewatching the whole Supernatural series with Trevor right now. And so the Halloween episode, coincidentally, we watched it like the first week of October, which was perfect. Um, but usually if I'm not rewatching the series, I'll just go back and put that on. Same with the Christmas episodes too. Just putting that on around the holidays is great. It's my favorite show of all time. And to have it co- coincide with whatever holiday I'm celebrating at the time, it's perfect. It's great. So I looked up Supernatural Halloween episodes, and funnily enough, basically every episode pops up on the list because it is a Supernatural-based show on scary things. Um, so yeah, I would I would classify just it's the great 
pumpkin, Sam Winchester as the only like Halloween episode. But uh, uh, season four, episode five, monster movie, that's another one that I would classify as a Halloween one too. It's all in black and white and it centers around those classic monsters of like Dracula and werewolf and the creature from the Black Lagoon and stuff like that. Uh, so that's another one that I would definitely recommend for Halloween, but just those two. Everyone else is just kind of like a normal supernatural episode. But yeah, moving on. Another one I thought of was the Simpsons Halloween episodes. They have a lot, but the one that stands out to me is the Treehouse of Horrors. I never watched Simpsons. Like I would never choose to put it on or not that I wouldn't now, but growing up and ever before, I have never put on Simpson. It's always just been like I came to somebody's house and it was playing or somebody else was watching it or I was at Universal Studios and they play it in the queue for the ride. Like I've just never chosen to watch it. But for some reason, I don't know if I bought some app or song or something, but it came with a free download of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. I don't know if that was like a U2 experience, you know, and like the U2 album downloaded on everybody's devices. And if everybody just has the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, I don't know how I got it. It just showed up one day. I didn't buy it myself, but I watched it when I was like, I think it showed up when I was like 12 around there. And I watched it and I don't watch it every year. So it's not like a Halloween tradition, but it's definitely one of those episodes of a TV show that stands out in my mind for Halloween. And I think I rem- if I remember, it was pretty good. So I might watch that this year too. And then the last one I have for Halloween episodes is of Goosebumps, which again is very similar to Supernatural and the fact that every episode is kind of spooky and can be a Halloween episode. But I've never watched Goosebumps other than one specific episode. And it was the One Day at Horrorland. When I tell you I was obsessed with this book as a kid, I don't know what it was. But the idea of like a theme park, but it's not like haunted. It's just creepy and there's monsters there. And I don't know what it was. It was so cool to me. I think it was just growing up. I loved Halloween. I loved kind of spooky things. I loved theme parks. So it was just one of my favorite books for a long time. And honestly, I would reread it now as a 22-year-old. And if I remember correctly, the TV episode was a kind of a big letdown compared to the book because so much of the book is this fantastical setting where they describe it and it would be really hard to create in a live action episode so I was a little disappointed watching it but that does not mean that I don't like it I love that episode once again has that childhood nostalgia it's so fun to watch and I just love that one so I'll pop that on every so often once again not like every year but it's one of those things that's on the roster and I would recommend I don't care what age you are it's a great book and if you're into like the whole spooky theme park type stuff it's super cool and I recommend watching the tv show episode it's really good and then moving on to my next halloween tradition category is theme parks and of course I'm going to bring up disneyland Going to Disneyland anytime during the Halloween season is great. They have the decorations. They have specialty foods, specialty drinks. 
Um, some of the rides get an overhaul, such I think the only one actually that gets an overhaul is Haunted Mansion. They used to do Space Mountain that would get an overhaul, but I believe that was only for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which I used to go to every year as a kid. And it would scare it would scare me so fucking badly. Cause it's like pitch black and then there's just these like scary space ghastly faces it would still scare me I think I literally went on I was like 15 years old and I was like scared but they don't do it anymore because they don't have the Halloween party in Disneyland they brought it back to California Adventure for whatever reason they it started out in California Adventure and then it moved to Disneyland and then now it's back at California Adventure and now it's known as the Oogie Boogie Bash um which leads me to my point which was going Anytime is great, but I would highly recommend going to the Oogie Boogie Bash, which is the um, Disneyland specialty nights, kind of like horror nights, where it's a the the, some of the rides get overhauls there in California Adventure. There's specialty characters out, and everybody dresses up. And some people put so much effort into their costumes, and they're like it's specialty food, specialty drinks, and everywhere is like lit up with like purple and green lights. And there's parades. I think the I actually don't know if it's the same as in Florida because I know they do the Boo to You parade there. I don't know if it's the same here, if it's a different one. But moral of the story is it's just the cutest thing. It's the perfect excuse to wear a costume if you're an adult and don't go trick-or-treating anymore, but you want to wear a costume somewhere and you can trick-or-treat there because they have trick-or-treat trails. So you can go as an adult, go trick-or-treating, get candy, be in a costume, essentially just pretend to be a kid again for the night. And I love any excuse to not be an adult. I would highly recommend doing that. It's cute, it's family-friendly, and a perfect way to spend a night in October. A not-so-family-friendly option is Horror Nights. I've only been once, and that was last year. That was my first time going. And I know why. I know why I've never been before. And that is because, number one, I lived in San Diego. So it would have been like a three hour, two and a half hour, like a two and a half hour drive. It would have been like a three hour drive to come up here for it. And I wasn't a big horror person. We know this about me. Um, I did grow up going like haunted trails and the haunted hotel and haunted hayride. But it wasn't because I seriously loved doing those things. It was because that's what everybody does. Like, you're in middle school. You're in high school. It's Halloween. What are you going to do? Like, I didn't go to parties, so I wasn't going to go to a Halloween party. Everybody just got their friends in a group, and we went to Haunted Trails. That was just what people did. And I don't even know if I really liked it. I still don't know if I really like it or if it's just kind of like a traditional thing that I'm trying to force myself to like. But I went last year. And I had a subpar experience because the lines are so long. The lines are literally going to be waiting two and a half hours for a ride or for the walkthroughs. It's rough. And so we ended up, we literally didn't even get on uh, a walkthrough. We started with the mummy because I really wanted to ride that. And it said that it was like an hour wait. So we were like, okay, you know what? this is the one ride we'll ride and then we'll do all the walkthroughs later we'll hope hope we hope that they would die down we were so stupid thinking that they were gonna like die down like two hours after the park opened um but we ended up we were in line for the mummy for like two hours we weren't having it we went to customer services and we're like look we've been here for two hours you're letting the express pass people 
walk on these rides and I get they pay a lot of money for it but people we still pay like $90 to come and we haven't even been able to ride one ride let alone a walkthrough which are also two and a half hours which are probably gonna be three hours so I don't know one of our friends made a huge stink to the people of customer service and they gave us like a bunch of free fast passes basically to the front of the line the actual once we got on the ride and once we got on the walkthroughs I would say it was worth it but it's only worth it if you get the express pass, which are like $250, $300. So if you can afford that, I would definitely recommend going to Horror Nights. It's a great way if you enjoy being scared and you like those sorts of things. It's a it's just the best. You're not going to get the kind of production quality that they put into their haunted houses anywhere else. So if you're really into that, well, maybe if you're like super, super into it, it's worth it to just get the regular pass too if you want to wait for just one or two of the houses. But the express pass is the way to go if you're just kind of looking for, like you're not super, super into it and willing to wait, but you still want to enjoy and experience the walkthroughs, I would do the express pass. Um, but even if you don't get on a lot of the walkthroughs, they do have people and actors set up just walking around the streets of the theme park they have specialty foods and drinks like I said but even the bar area it, it took us an, a 45 minutes to get a drink at the bar which is like are you serious so we like didn't really have a great time just because the lines were so long and I'm a very impatient person but if you get the express pass and if you're willing to be patient I would definitely recommend it it's such a great way to set the scene for Halloween if you love being scared if you love the horror aspect of Halloween it's great it's the quintessential scare scary walkthrough I will be going this year and I'm going against my own directions and we all got just the regular general admission because like all of our friends like you can't expect everyone to pay $300 so that's why it's like if you can do it but not everyone can do that and I understand so we just got the regular general admission pass and so I'm just going to be much more patient this year. Take it slow. I think I just wasn't expecting it to be that busy and to wait that long last year. So maybe if I know going into it that it's going to be this long waited out, got to be patient sort of thing, I'll have a better time. Um, me and my friends are all dressing up to go. Not like super intricate costumes, but we're just kind of like getting little accessories. Um, I'm going in my Playboy costume I got last year uh, and I didn't get to wear it because I didn't really do anything last year. I mean, I could have worn it, but it just wasn't appropriate for where I was going last year. So this year I'm wearing the little Playboy bunny um, one piece with jeans over it, obviously, and then the ears and the bunny tail on the back because um, got a PG-13 it up because we are just going to be at Universal. And then one of my friends is going to be like the devil, just going to like a red shirt, horns, just like really low key, just kind of cute, half dressing up, which I'm really excited about. And they also have a special specialty Chucky beer this year at Universal. It's only available at Universal. Me and my friend are literally going to buy it. I don't even think it's going to be good. It's like a cranberry pumpkin beer, which sounds disgusting, but it's like a collectible at this point. It's only available at Universal. So we're going to go and get that, which is exciting. Then I want to go into, obviously, the best part of the Halloween fall season are the drinks. 
Starbucks, Dunkin', all of the above. Gotta be basic. Obviously, pumpkin cream cold brew and the pumpkin spice latte are the best. And I will not argue with anybody on this. Pumpkin spice lattes from Starbucks are superior. And any other pumpkin spice latte I've had from any other coffee shop or like chain is disgusting. Starbucks is the only person to get their pumpkin spice lattes right, okay? And I will die on that hill. Pumpkin cream cold brews are hit or miss, but when they're good, they're good. You know, so those are the two drinks that I've that I've gotten throughout the years and they've stayed pretty much the same every year. And I will literally, the minute it gets below 80 degrees in California in a September, in the September month, I am in my car putting on my little fall playlist and I'm going to get a pumpkin spice latte and that's how I kick off the fall season. But I did want to shout out the Dunkin', the drink that just came out. The peanut butter cup macchiato. I have it literally right next to me. And... It is so good. I don't know. Duncan does not slay with their drinks, okay? They have been off the rails lately. Every time I've tried one of their drinks, it's disgusting. Their syrups have been tasting like medicine. Duncan workers, I swear they're not given a recipe. They're just winging it. They're just like, oh, well, I think this is what would be in this drink. And it's ass every single time. But this is the one drink that I tried that actually lives up to the hype. And it's good. And they taste like a subtle peanut butter cup flavor. It's like subtly peanut and chocolate. But also you can taste the coffee in it, which Duncan never does. So I had a great experience with that today. Highly recommend. And then if you are 21 and over, I recommend doing apple cider mimosa. We did this last year um, with me and a few friends. And they're amazing. Perfect fall drink if you're having friends over or brunch or anything for you know, September, October. And it's literally just, we rimmed it with, uh, you dip it in, what is it, like honey or just anything sticky and then roll it in brown sugar. So the rim has brown sugar on it and then put in champagne or Prosecco and then pour in apple cider. And that's it. And it's the perfect fall drink. Highly recommend. So those are all my Halloween traditions that I wanted to share with you guys. I love Halloween, and I know this is a bit off the beaten path of what I usually talk about, but it's my podcast, and I really wanted to talk about all this stuff to get a little bit more in spirit for Halloween in two weeks. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.